DW Africa Link it's the 28th of December 2023, a big day for people in the Democratic Republic of Congo as voting continues. Hello and welcome to the program for all the updates with me, Josie Mahachi. And I am Eddie Micah Jr. Join us on Facebook at DW Africa and share your thoughts on the stories we are covering. As Josie said, this show is focused on the DRC elections and it got off to a rocky start. It's really complex, I can say, because when you speak with people, they are all telling you that they want to vote. But the problem is the dysfunction of the process. And now, as we are talking, we are in the afternoon and some people haven't had the chance to vote. That was the situation in Kinshasa, but it was no different in Goma, where people are still waiting to cast their vote amid security tensions in the east. This vote is taking place against a backdrop of insecurity, as another large proportion of uh, voters did not take part because they live in areas controlled by the M23 rebels. There's more coming up. Stay tuned for the details after the World News in Brief. DW News. I'm Crispin Mwakideo with DW Africa Link News. Voting is still underway in elections in the Democratic Republic of Congo, where officials are facing logistical and security problems. Incumbent Felix Shisekedi is tipped to win a second term. Voters in the capital, Kinshasa, forced one polling station open after delay. Some ballot papers went missing even before Election Day. And civil conflict in the East has displaced millions, also overshadowing the vote. And there are concerns that the electoral process will not be transparent. Stay tuned for more on the election here on Africa Link. The EU has agreed to a major overhaul of the European asylum system. The reforms provide for numerous additions and tightening of the existing rules with the aim of reducing irregular migration to the European Union. European Union Commission Vice President Margaritis Schinas on X described the deal as a breakthrough. However, the Sea Watch rescue charity said the EU's new migration deal will cost more lives at sea in a statement it said was backed by more than a dozen NGOs. The reforms have been the subject of intensive work since 2015 when record numbers of migrants arrived in the EU. Guinea-Bissau President Umaru Sissoko Mbalo has dismissed the Prime Minister and immediately named a replacement in the wake of what he has described as an attempted coup. A presidential order said Geraldo Joao Martins is dismissed from, is dismissed from his post as Prime Minister. The decree comes into force immediately. Another decree named Rui Duarte Barros as his replacement. Violence erupted in the capital, Bissau, between members of the National Guard and special forces of the Presidential Guard on the night of November 30th, leaving two people dead. The head of Hamas, Ismail Haniyeh, is in Egypt discussing another ceasefire to allow humanitarian aid into Gaza. Hamas is considered a terrorist group by several countries. Israel's president says his country would consider a pause in the fighting in exchange for the release of more hostages. Large-scale protests have been held daily in Israel, calling on the government to secure the release of the remaining 129 captives believed to be held in Gaza. There is growing international pressure on Israel to halt its attacks as the humanitarian situation in Gaza worsens. Malaysia has banned Israeli ships from docking at its ports. The ban takes immediate effect in response to the conflict with Hamas. Muslim-majority Malaysia has long supported the Palestinians and does not have diplomatic ties with Israel. 
And finally, lawmakers from Poland's former government have protested attempts by the new administration to make media more impartial. This follows the sacking of the entire state media management team. The ousted Law and Justice Party was widely accused of curbing media freedom during its time in power. For more news and information, please visit, visit our website, dw.com. I'm Crispin Mwakideo. Thank you, Crispin, for the news and thank you for sticking with us on the program. I am Eddie Micah Jr. And mine is Josie Mahachi. Remember to comment on the stories we are covering on our Facebook page, DW Africa. We also appreciate everyone who's tuned in through all our partner stations across the continent. That's right. All eyes are on the Democratic Republic of Congo as people vote in a high stakes election. Leading opposition presidential candidates complained that voters faced chaos and irregularities as they tried to cast their ballots in Wednesday's general elections. Tensions are high as the incumbent president, Felix Chisekedi, is seeking a second five-year term in office. But he'll have to win against more than a dozen delays. Sorry, more than a dozen other challenges. Around 44 million Congolese are registered to choose a president and lawmakers. But as we've mentioned, it's had a rocky start. Mm -hmm. Many polling booths in the capital, Kinshasa, and cities including Goma, Bukavu, Beni, among others, they faced delays. Now, I earlier asked our correspondent on the ground, Wendy Bashi, to describe the situation to us in Kinshasa. It's really complex, I can say, because when you speak with people who are waiting to, to have the chance to vote today, they are all telling you that they want to vote. But the problem is the dysfunction of the process. Uh, there is so many dysfunction that is not helping people to be able to vote. Mm. Is there any attempt by authorities to make sure that everyone gets a chance to vote? I think uh, the, the, the people of the CENI, the National Commission uh, Electoral here in, uh, in the DRC, they are doing their best. They want people to vote. They want, um, as the president of the CENI said yesterday in a press conference, he said that I can reassure all the Congolese people that they will be able to vote on the 20th of December. And I've been talking with many observers uh, who are watching the process. And, you know, in a day, you, you have only 24 hours. And now, as we are talking, we are in the afternoon, and some people haven't had the chance to vote. So what happens to those that are not able to vote after 5 p.m.? The question is still open. I was in the press conference of the Catholic Church a few minutes ago, and the question was raised on the table. And no one is able to answer, because as you know, in Congo, we have only one day of vote. If the vote continues until tomorrow, it's illegal. An expert told me there is no political or maybe uh, law that can allow them to continue until tomorrow. So the question is still open, and the Catholic Church will do another press com- conference at four. But we, we, actually, we don't know. We don't know. Some people are, are saying that they will go until mm. very late. The other says maybe tomorrow. And Mr. Denis Kadima, the president of the CENI, said it yesterday in a press conference. He said mm. maybe the vote will continue until tomorrow. But it was a maybe. It was unconditional. So okay. Okay. The, the situation is still very complex. Very complex indeed. How would you describe the security situation on the ground as voting continues? Here in Kinshasa, I can say that there is no incident at the security level for the moment. You know, people are working in the street. They are going to vote. Other people 
for our selling things, etc. So in Kinshasa, we, we don't have many security issues for the moment. But from what I'm hearing coming from the other cities in DRC, there is problem of security. But here, for the moment, everything is going well at the security level, but some observers say tomorrow, if the vote is not end today, that will be another day, and that can be also complicated mm. for tomorrow. But until today, there is no incident. No one has been mm. beaten or, or dead or something. Mm. Mm. There's obviously a lot of concerns that all these challenges, logistical challenges, technical challenges, could give room for rigging of the elections. Uh, what are you hearing from the opposition presidential candidates? For example, I talked with Martin Fayulu when he after, right after he had finished to vote, and Martin Fayulu said that if there is any dysfunction or any irregularity, he asked the Congolese people to go down in the streets and to ask for a fair vote. This also was said by Denis Mukwege right after he voted. He said, okay, both of them, they raised the fact that there is dysfunction. And then they say, we are waiting to see the results. But if this dysfunction continues, we won't accept the election and the result of the election. It was also said in Lubumbashi by Moïse Katumbi. So today I think all the eyes are really on the scene, on how they will manage and how also they will start to announce the results in the coming days. I was speaking to our correspondent Wendy Bashi in Kinshasa. Now, it's a similar situation in Goma in eastern DRC. Voting issues are increasing tensions in a region already dealing with security issues. Our correspondent, Sanem Neti Zaidi, told us how things have gone so far. The city of Goma is calm. Uh, not all the social economic activities have opened, but uh, a good part of the population has answered the call uh, to vote. Uh, since the start of the morning, I've been out and about in almost all the voting centers. And uh, there have been a lot of voters who uh, clearly had uh, this strong desire to vote. But uh, there were a few problems, such as uh, the late opening of the voting centers and uh, the absence of uh, some voters on the electoral list, uh, which caused uh, sadness among voters who were unable to cast the ballot. Uh, this vote is taking place against a backdrop of insecurity, as another large proportion of uh, voters uh, uh, did not take part uh, because they live in areas controlled by the M23 rebels. That was our correspondent, Sanim Neti Zaidi, reporting from Goma in the Eastern DRC. Yeah, I think, Josie, one key thing that sticks out so far is that there's not been any major security issues. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the major concerns uh, ahead of uh, the voting day. Uh, so far, that has been smooth. What has not been smooth is... It's just the structure of everything. Structure in some other regions not voting. You because, know. well, that's mainly because of the insecurity reasons, exactly. but also because uh, just some places just had delays in receiving the right mm-hmm. tools and equipment, voting materials to vote. So that has been the major issue, but we'll be digging more into that. We asked you on our Facebook page, if you are in the DLC, tell us about the situation in your area. And, uh, well, people are actually 
talking about peace. So they switched gears and, and said something that um, I guess we should share with the rest. Dennis D. Chipuma says, we wish Chisakedi to be voted out. Amara S. Kana says, uh, let them maintain the peace of Africa. And Uncle Grand Maboy says, let peace prevail. And Omi Oma says, Congolese people will re-elect Chisakedi. He has proven himself. Mixed reactions there. Yeah, mixed mm. reactions. There's one that, that just somehow came out of nowhere. Omi Oma says, uh, we want someone who will put uh, Paul Kagame in his place. I don't know where you're getting okay, I mean, that particular one. <laughs> no, this issue about Kagame and Chisekedi is something that is really brewing yeah. and of course we'll be discussing yeah. more about that uh, later on yeah. the show. But just to remind you, you are listening to DW's Africa Link coming to you live from our studios here in Bonn, Germany. My name is Josie Mahachi. And I am Eddie Micah Jr. Join us on our Facebook page. That's DW Africa. That's where the show is live and we also appreciate our listeners via our partner stations around the world. Now, still on the Democratic Republic of Congo go into the post today. Rwandans are following the election and are eagerly waiting to see the results. That's given the toxic diplomatic relations that have highlighted the two countries, especially during President Felice Chisakedi's first time in office. President Chisekedi, during his final campaign few days back, threatened to break off his cautious diplomacy with Rwanda and declare a war if re-elected. Rwandans are left with divided opinion about the future of the two countries in terms of diplomatic relations, hoping this election can turn events going forward. Our correspondent in Kigali, Alex Ngarambe, brings us this report. For over three decades, Rwanda DR Congo diplomatic relations has been toxic with each country accusing the other of backing militia groups to topple respective governments. However, during President Felix Kisekedi's term in office, the relations have been at their lowest with both countries going to war through proxy militias. Luis Gitinwa, a constitutional lawyer and political observer in Kigali, says it is still early to predict and thinks if the result is in favor of the challenger, there is a chance for improved relations. But if the incumbent retains power, we are likely to see no change. I think it will be premature to, to predict what will be the turnaround. But as I think uh, that's uh, the, the nature and the extent of the improvement of the re- diplomatic uh, relation between Rwanda and our neighbors will only depend and will only rely on the turnaround of the who will be uh, the winner of the election. Kisekedi and Kagame have traded verbal attacks in the media directly or indirectly, with the most recent, the Congolese leader, likening Kagame to Germany's Hitler and warning that Kagame would end like the Nazi leader. Gitinwa fears if the incumbent retains power, the attention will continue. If uh, the incumbent, who's Chisekedi, who's actually looking for a second term, we think uh, there will be a status quo. I think uh, there will be no change or no major improvement. And we will, uh, unfortunately, we will look on, uh, keep the status quo ante as it is, it is now. Charles Ndushabandi, a political commentator and freelance journalist on the region, thinks the situation in eastern Congo will remain fragile as many East African countries want to have influence. Because the, the, relations, the relations between DRC and Rwanda will always be fragile because one, Rwanda's interests in eastern DRC and most of those interests, they affect the relationship with the presidents of DRC because at the end of the day, the elites in the Kinshasa always want the DRC to have control over the eastern part of it. 
Dushabandi also says Rwanda's interests include the Kinyarwanda speaking community whom are allegedly being massacred and not forgetting the genocidal forces of FDLR who remain a threat to Rwanda. So this election means a lot to Rwanda and DRC. I think most likely Sekedu is going to win. There are bigger chances that he's going to win and he's going to come back. The next five years of Sekedu will, will, so, will be so instrumental in, in how the Institute of Eastern Congo develops. The problem is almost all East African countries in the eastern part of Congo are thinking are seeking to influence to influence the to influence Eastern Congo. So that's where the problem is. Such Sekedi will have to face lots of challenges if he happens to win. The last five years of Kisekedi have been marred by violence in eastern part of the vast country, with the regional blocs like East African community trying to broker peace to no success. And the next president of the country has a lot to do to bring lasting peace in the mineral rich provinces. Alex Ngarambe with that report. My colleague Isaac Mugabe is with us in the studio. Hello, Isaac. Hello, Eddie. Hello, Josie. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me to the studio. You're hey, very Isaac. welcome, mm-hmm. Isaac. Isaac, uh, someone from Rwanda. We just had this report from Rwanda, and we all know the tensions that have been brewing between Rwanda and the DRC. How much of a role? do you believe is playing in the election process? I think uh, just like the correspondent in Kigali rightly put it there, everyone in Rwanda is monitoring how this election you know, goes about. Mm. And the results will really dictate the terms under which the two governments, I'm talking about the government in Kinshasa and uh, Kigali, will mm. work together for the sake of peace, not only inside uh, Eastern Congo or the Kivu provinces, but also on the people that live along the DRC Congo border. I'm talking about those who live inside Rwanda, Gisenyi side, and then those in Goma. Mm. And remember that these are just porous borders. Someone can cross from anywhere. So who is the loser in this case? I mean, politicians with both sides shouldn't hold their people at ransom. Mm. The Congolese inside the eastern part of Goma need peace so that they can thrive. Also, the Rwandans inside Rwanda need that peace. Remember that these are two communities that trade amongst themselves. Mm. So they're closely also following the rhetoric that is coming from Kinshasa. They're also following closely the rhetoric that is coming from Kigali. The other day, uh, the president of Rwanda, Kagame, was saying that those who are joking about war, they don't know anything about war. They should ask me. Mm-hmm. about war and how to deal with it. In other words, he was also throwing a kind of jab to his mm-hmm. counterpart, Felix Sekedi, who in his, at his last rally in Kinshasa mm-hmm. said once he's voted, he will ask the mm-hmm. parliament, the Congress, to sanction a war mm. between the two countries. But, but Isaac, I mean, it's, 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 for me, it even sounds a bit weird that we're throwing the mm. word war, war out. For exactly. two leaders that have experienced, you know, what it means to be at war, is it not a bit careless that you're responding in this way? Words, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And consciously, I mean, it is really wrong for leaders to be, to have that as a denominator in their rhetoric or language. You remember that, you know, they've been condemned by both sides. The international community said it's mm. watching closely the use of the language. The UN has warned both sides to stop from using incendiary, incendiary mm. language that could push the two countries back into an unfortunate situation. And so, whichever you look at it, it's quite unfortunate. And of course, the civilians, whatever, you know, the adage in English, I mean, where elephants fight, it's the grass, it's that, the suffers. grass that suffers. Yeah. Isaac, you just uh, authored an article that is uh, live right now on our page, mm. africa.com, uh, w 
dw.com forward slash Africa mm. um, and you title DRC Election Matters. How? Yes. Why? Yes. First of all, for all obvious reasons, mm-hmm. the elections in Congo matter to not only the Congolese or the region of Africa, but the whole world. It mm. is a country that has been endowed with minerals of all sorts of sizes, colors, you know, elements, name it, DRC, mm-hmm. boss of it all. The U.S., China, Europe is also, is, are all looking at this election, how it transpires. Mm-hmm. Why? Not because they have so much love for the people. No, I won't miss words with this. Maybe they but, do. Maybe but, they do. Okay. Maybe they. <laughs> okay. That will be secondary. But because of the riches that the Congo boasts of, all our smartphones that we have here to check on the latest, you know, much of many of the elements, the components come from the DRC. So mm-hmm. that's why it matters. Even the Silicon Valley, much of the what, what they want, you know, the minerals, that is one thing. And then, of, of course, also security issues for security reasons. A destabilized DRC means an insecure region, means the geopolitics, you know, all the partners, development and economic partners of the EU and the US. I'm talking about Uganda. I'm talking about mm-hmm. Kenya that recently had its troops until they withdrew last week. I'm talking about Tanzania, the whole region. Remember, if your house catches fire, the mm-hmm. next will be your neighbors. Absolutely. So that's why the EU is very, very concerned that this election is important and it should go on peacefully, <laughs> which which just like our correspondent in Kinshasa, Wendy Bashi, mentioned that all, even the Congolese are waiting to see what happens tomorrow. So mm. tonight so much might happen and mm-hmm. all eyes would be on the Congo to see what transpires between now yeah. and Cox Road tomorrow. Mm-hmm. All right. So Chisekedi's main challengers are Moise Katumbi, Martin Fayulu, mm. uh, Dennis Mukwege. Those yes. three, I mean, do you see any of them being a threat to, to him? I think one of them that has been really a threat to Sekedi are the first two that you mentioned, Martin Fayulu and Moise Katumbi. In the previous election of 2018, they were really <laughs> neck to neck. Mm-hmm. But I think at this time, at this stage, we can say uh, Moise Katumbi is much in a pivotal stage. Why? And that's why Sekedi has been focusing on him, bashing him that... He has the sympathy of neighboring Rwanda. He has the sympathy of the EU. And Fayul is not so much of a threat now to Sekedi. But I mean, remember where Moise Katumbi comes from. He comes from the rich region of Katanga. Mm-hmm. And if history serves us better, in the 1960s, to be precise, 1962, Katanga is a region that wanted to secede from the current DRC, which was former Zaire. Why? Mm-hmm. Because of the so many riches that it boasts of. And besides that, Lumumbashi and all that region of Katanga province and Islamic provinces are big fans of mm-hmm. Moise Katumbi, not as the man, mm-hmm. but as the owner of Tepe Mazembe, yeah, one the of the biggest, club. biggest clubs mm-hmm. in Africa, not in the Congo. And even the name itself, you know, Tupuisa, you know, Tupuisa Mazembe. So it's a, it's a kind of, it gives him an adage. An advantage, mm. and that's why today was very clear, like you had in the in your first interview with Wendy, saying that Moise Katumbi, saying that after voting, please don't leave the polling stations. We need to monitor the mm. telling until the end. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, it's the same language, by the way, mm-hmm. that Martin Fayulu also said. Mm-hmm. He said we won't accept anything until every Congolese votes, which is unlikely. 
you know mm-hmm. <laughs> so many have been disenfranchised at the end just but I've, yeah. i've been seeing that's been the the the, the mode now in africa i mean every election now people are starting to like stay there until the tallying is complete so i'm happy that drc is also following suit yes exactly because mm-hmm. man w- once you are the incumbent you have the state machinery around you mm-hmm. you have the electoral commission behind you and one thing that was quite unfortunate that i observed a few weeks ago when uh, the incumbent president felix tsekedi was addressing part of Congolese society, including the president of the Supreme Court. He got a standing ovation, including the president of the Supreme Court, which is quite, you know, mm-hmm. unnormal because look, <laughs> these are two organs. You can't have the judiciary applauding mm-hmm. the executive. So it justified this, the fears that they are a disembed or the, court, the president of the Supreme Court mm-hmm. or the chief justice, let me put it that way, mm-hmm. you know, is an ally of... The president himself, meaning that, Josie, if you have anything to complain about uh, vote rigging, the person you're going to report to is an ally of the incumbent. Okay. <laughs> so that raises so many questions. Yeah, a yeah. lot of questions raised indeed. If you just joined us, this is DW's Africa Link program. We're focusing on the Democratic Republic of Congo's elections going on. It's Moise Katumbi, Martin Fayulu, Nobel laureate winner Dennis Mukwege, mm. all trying to unseat the incumbent president Chisakedi mm-hmm. and uh, Isaac when you were talking so we actually have Isaac Mugabe our colleague who's helping us dig deep into matters uh, well, we're talking about the incumbent Felicity Chisakedi mm. he told voters that he needs another term to finish the good work that he started so Help us understand what good work we're talking about because if I t- talk about DR Congo now, I'm talking about, I look at rampant inflation, there's depreciation of the local currency, concerns of security is still really high. So what is the good thing he wants to continue? I think, like I've mentioned on this show before, not all was in vain. We mm-hmm. have to give credit where it is due. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the five years that uh, Tsekedi has been in power, he tried to, for the first time, he introduced free education for all, especially at the primary level. The DRC or the former Zahir had never had that before. And then secondly, he did something noble that no one expected him to was to more health for expectant mothers. Mm. This is a field that uh, Dennis Mukwege, one of the contestants, the Nobel laureate, had really, really successfully attempted, you know, to deal with, you know, his nickname, Doctor of the Women, the repairer of the women. So at certain, to a certain extent, Sekedi really scored so highly, I should yeah. say, education for all and also health factor. However, needless to say, many of his promises went unfulfilled, especially when it comes to improving the welfare of the Congolese. I mean, Congo is a country, like we mentioned before, endowed with minerals. In fact, in fact, it could, it could be, People should be going there for jobs mm-hmm. because of its wealth. And the river Congo alone, its potential to generate hydroelectricity for the whole of Southern Africa is unquestionable. Mm-hmm. So some of these promises that he promised that he failed to deliver is what people are saying, wait, here you didn't fulfill this. And unfortunately, he should be focusing on this rather than the rhetoric of vote so that at least the, the international committee to say, okay, you are committed to fulfilling your and. The promises that you promised the electorate, electorate mm-hmm. but haven't been able to, rather than 
pushing forward. Mm. So at least yeah. on education and health, he tried. Okay. okay. Now we talked about um, the obviously the opposition, the three main guys, but yes. there's number of other opposition people that are trying to unseat uh, the president. Why is it difficult for the opposition to rather maybe form a coalition? Yes, they tried it in the previous ele- election until the last day when they started to break ranks. Mm-hmm. I mean, for Congolese, to build a coalition, you need time. You need time really to understand each other and be able to bring together all your manifesto, what you want to do, and then have a consensus. Mm-hmm. And this was the tragedy even the previous election because Sekedi and uh, Bemba and uh, Fayulu, they formed a coalition to unseat Joseph Kabila. Mm-hmm. But on the last day prior to the election, they split. Reason one, hmm. Sekedi said, my voters, my people. They started saying, my people, my own people. So is that not My greed? own people <laughs> want me to go alone, not with you guys, because they understand me much better. So yeah. <laughs> That's greed, right? Co- That's co- <laughs> coalition, coalitions in Congo are really yeah. tricky and can take time to yeah. build them. Basically, it is a thing of everyone on himself, for himself, and God for us all. Yeah, yeah. well, we'll see how that pans out. What, what we know now, for sure, is that uh, the opposition leaders are already crying foul, Isaac, exactly. because of how chaotic the whole election process uh, was in the first place, always currently going, because it's past five local time. It should have ended by now, but because of the delay, there's still a long queue, a lot of people still waiting yes. to cast their vote. And uh, obviously, Isaac and Josie will be uh, updating uh, our listeners with whatever comes up from the ground. Isaac, quick one, quick yes. few seconds before you go. What can we expect ahead of tomorrow? I mean, ahead of it's it's really difficult, mm. difficult to see what's going to happen because, like you mentioned, you know, opposition candidates have said their voters have to vote mm. or else they go to the streets. We expect a chaotic, some kind of chaos. Mm. We expect some sections of Congolese going to the streets. But again, the U.S. has warned in a statement before the election, Mm -hmm. that they're closely following and they won't hesitate to sanction those who try to derail the electoral process. So they're watching closely and we expect also some sanctions against some protagonists in the Congo. Okay, thank you so much, Isaac Mugabe, for joining us. And remember, if you want to follow everything that is happening in the DRC right now, we have a live blog on our Facebook page, DW Africa, also on our uh, website, dw.com forward slash Africa. Yeah, a lot of comments have been coming through on our Facebook page, TW Africa. But the the good part of it, Josie, is that a lot of people are hoping for peace mm-hmm. in the DRC. That at the end of the day, which peace is the most important, win, which is the most important. Thank you very much for those comments, uh, and thank you for tuning into the show. I am Eddie Micah Jr. Fortunately, we have to love and leave you. I'm Josie Mahachi. DW made for minds.